does it improve self-confidence to have cosmetic surgery? What are the latest trends in plastics? If you improve one thing about yourself with surgery, are you likelier to get a second or a third one? Is fat reduction surgery still a thing? What should I tell my daughter about being plastic? Welcome to our today's episode. And today we are joined by Dr. Martina Schneide, welcome, a specialist in cosmetic anesthetic surgery at the esteemed Utoke Clinic in the city of Zurich. She has gotten a lot of attention in the media and has gone viral on TikTok for her videos, where she demonstrates the different cosmetic surgeries using Play-Doh. Thank you for joining us today, Martina. We are very curious to hear, how did you get to where you are today? And you're also a mother. That's right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> what made you start making these videos? I think the idea was, or like we, we have this social media account that is quite usual for a clinic in, in this size. So we were, all, we were always trying to find new ideas to, to show our patients or explain things to our patients. And for the breast, it's just drawing or at least two-dimensional Drawings are not so ideal to, to show things, so I came up with the idea with the Play-Doh, maybe because my children are playing with Play-Doh or something like that, and it's very nice to show volumes and, and shapes in a, in a breast, so that's why we started and we tried, and we have a lady that does social media and she makes those very cool videos and it turned out well. It really looks cool, and you can really see when you're, when you're cutting it, you can really see that you're a surgeon. I was very impressed. And um, can you fill in the gaps for us? What's it, uh, what's it been like becoming a surgeon? So where do I start? So <laughs> I, I grew up like uh, around Zurich and, and I actually didn't know what to study after high school. So I took off a year, but then I decided to do medicine because I liked the mixture between like science and working with people. And during like the second last year of studies, we had to do practical work, work in clinics, do all kinds of different mm -hmm. disciplines. And then I realized I have to do something with my hand. I cannot just sit behind a computer visiting patients and then and, like I write prescriptions the whole day. So I, I like to do something with my hands. And plastic surgery, you always see what you have done or at the end of the day. So yeah, that's, that's true. You have like immediate this. feedback. You, you, yeah, you, mm -hmm. you have, yeah, you see what you do. That's, so that's, that's what cool. I like. That's much better should have done that <laughs> <laughs> and like what is your your favorite surgery i would say or what is your favorite treatment that you apply because you yeah. are specialized in, in breast breast surgery, surgery. like yeah. i i used to work at the university hospital for a long time and then there you have a broad spectrum you do many things but now in our practice we have a little bit everyone has his Part. So mine is the breast. I, I, I love breast surgery. It's almost my favorite part. And actually, even the breast reduction, the one on the, this video, mm -hmm. I think I always say it's my, my most favorite surgery because the patients are always happy afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because you can just form a new, nice looking breast and you don't have to use any implant, any foreign body. So you could just with the tissue of the, of the woman, you can make something very nice. So that's mm -hmm. why... That's my favorite surgery. Do you do yeah. other other uh, surgeries as well, like nose, or do you have to yeah. be like specialized on noses? Yeah, breast and and female genital surgery mostly. But I used to do the nose uh, corrections at the university hospital. I don't know. The patients are more complicated. I think I don't know if I can say that, but I think male 
patients are more complicated than female patients or it's if you have complaints or ah. there's some no searches like in the US that say they say they never operate on men what that and there are more a man that wants to have a cosmetic surgery has a, a diagnosis so you should just hands off don't operate on men okay. i don't think it's 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 like this but you have to be yeah careful and also with men because sometimes maybe it's harder to realize if they have some underlying, I don't know, problems that mm-hmm. maybe they don't uh, mm-hmm. show you at the first. We'll circle time. back to the underlying problems, but I want to know more about the noses. Okay. Since we're like on that topic. Is okay. that okay? Yes, of course. Because when I studied, I studied with a bunch of Iranian girls. Mm-hmm. They got as a present when they finished the first year because that was really difficult. And then they all came back with like big band-aids on their nose because they all got a nose job. There was something someone mentioned about, like this, they don't, didn't have to do the tip. They only had to do here. So they were all, it, they all, it all looks very nice. Is that a thing that it's like a different, if you want this kind of correction, then it's easier than if you want another kind of correction? Um, yes, it depends on what kind of corrections you do. There's easier noses and more difficult noses. I think nose surgery, it is quite difficult itself i think it's more complicated usually as a breast surgery but also the noses are not the same but it's very difficult if you have to like if you have broad noses or or like if you have to too much skin then it gets very very difficult but also i think most of the time you cannot just do a reduction if you have a small hump of course you can just take a out the hump but almost all nose corrections you need to do something to the tip yeah. Also, because usually the proportions are afterwards uh-huh. are not the same anymore, so you also have to reduce the tip or this a is small soft, tip, right? Yes, yeah, so but it's it also be com- difficult yeah. too. So you can do, can I just like a, like file it down here on top? <laughs> That's actually the question. That's the thing you wanted to ask. Because <laughs> right right here, would that be something you'd advise me to do? Just right here. <laughs> like where okay well that's a Which good sign brings me to the next question okay well, actually take it like, away i think as a woman i can only talk about myself i always find something on my body to improve like i think mm. everybody does everybody's unhappy about something and you see then those patients are they really like asks where you as a surgeon think this is really unnecessary and do you then also advise that they do not do the surgery or is your approach more I'm willing to help whatever it takes. Plastic surgery, surgery in general is always about like managing expectations. So you have to understand. I think it's also the most difficult part to understand what are the expectations of the patient. Are we talking from about the same thing? Because if you talk about something, everyone imagines something else. So mm-hmm. I think that's the most important that you really understand what are what is the patient expecting and then you just have to be honest with the patient if it's realistic or not or what can you do what can you not do but mostly i don't know are there patients that have no problem yeah i would probably tell them but usually it's usually there is there is something mm-hmm. or you can understand or if you don't understand sometimes it's hard to understand what exactly bothers the patient sometimes they come and if they say i don't like my nose then i would mm-hmm. say yeah, but what don't you like about your nose or i don't like my belly after i was pregnant then you ask what do you what what does bother you how do you have too much skin or is it the belly button or whatever mm-hmm. what is it you have to be very really ask your patient to find out what exactly 
is bothering the patient to find out can you help or, or mm-hmm. not or is there mm-hmm. surgery that can improve the situation or does it get worse or mm-hmm. we have scars but it doesn't improve afterwards and do you also have cooperations between doctors like with psychiatrists for example because in in switzerland i don't think plastic surgery is now a very openly discussed thing so i could see that sometimes there is a hurdle to actually see then a plastic surgeon in the end. And I could imagine that there are like psychological problems or challenges behind it. Do you then also send them to a psychiatrist or recommend therapy in some cases? I mean, to come back to corporations, there are corporations, but corporations with psychiatrists are not or are rare. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, we have patients that if the insurance is paying for the surgery, that the psychiatrist or psychologist writes something that like just confirms that the patient is really bothered by the situation mm-hmm. because you always if the, for the insurance to cover for for a surgery you have to have a functional problem mm-hmm. cannot be aesthetic so you have to have a functional problem mm-hmm. and sometimes a psychological problem can also be a, a reason so you never experienced that you as a certain you had a new patient that you contacted a psychiatrist or a psychologist out of worry or something, a care, for someone else needs patient. to come we do in. That. Like I, I do a breast cancer surgery, so we have to be in a breast yeah. center. And there, of course, we have the... Psychological the oncology. oncology. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so the support, of course, for sense. those patients, and we know who, who they can talk to or we have yeah. an address to offer if someone is asking for help. But for the aesthetic patients, not. But it's also yeah. something... Or one of the challenges of the surgeon to to feel the patient, which patients mm-hmm. are maybe having a psychological problem, then you cannot, the surgery does maybe not help this patient. Yeah. So I always see every patient at least twice. Mm-hmm. I never plan a surgery after the first time. So you see them okay. again before surgery. And that helps because if you see a person once, sometimes you you don't get a real impression but usually yeah. if you see them more than one once you can yeah it's more clear if you feel like then you get a feeling if the patient maybe is not so ideal to do plastic surgery yeah. on yeah. yeah but also here in switzerland i the it's they're very strict with privacy rules so like mm-hmm. if the patient says you know i don't want you to contact this person or yeah, that person then you're you're locked and you really yeah, can't do anything which is which is good mm-hmm. but I, but i experienced once that we had in the clinic, a patient with severe body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. she got surgery after surgery, and there was no no way to stop her mm-hmm. from from going back. And it was a real real problem. What what would you do in in that situation? I think you should not operate on those patients. What are the rules? Are there official? I don't rules think there or? are rules, but you no. also, I mean. The goal or my goal as plastic surgeon is to have happy patients afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's also managing expectations. And if you feel that you cannot make the person happy for some whatever reason, then I think you should not operate on him. Mm-hmm. And then usually tell them, I think I'm not the right surgeon or I don't see the problem. Maybe you need to see someone else. And there, there are possibilities. Yeah. So you don't have to operate. The patient can choose, but you can choose too if you want to do yeah. treat someone or not. Mm-hmm. What's the worst experience you've had after a surgery? Actually, I was thinking about that, but one of the worst patients was actually one that we didn't do any surgery because of we, we already uh, 
felt that it was difficult because he had a previous surgery that didn't go well and he it didn't look good but he was oh. also difficult or we yeah. thought that he maybe might be difficult so i talked to my boss and she also said mm, um, we should probably not do that i don't yeah. think it's going to be a good idea and then he you know, just wrote me emails and things yeah. like stalking do you do personally do yeah, yes yeah, oh. they do yeah and then and or uh, to do those uh, google ratings and then in the uh, hospital oh, then no. you have to talk to those mm-hmm. but there's there you have everyone like the law people that did you say like uh, i'm gonna come and make your no, nose no, as no, ugly no. as mine no 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 <laughs> no personal <laughs> <laughs> was that one of those try take a zip uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. but sometimes they have, usually it's male that's what I say usually it's male patients that send you those emails that are a little bit difficult I never had anyone that really was threatening me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah. and then but maybe that's why you specialized in breasts yes <laughs> true <laughs> because, true, then because you only have patients are more difficult <laughs> yeah. 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 analyzed yeah. very smart also you can also offer breasts in, in male patients it's like one of the most uh, oh moobs Yeah, <laughs> usually if you have a patient and if you have a normal relation with the patient, if you, there is something not perfect, I mean, it can happen in aesthetic surgery, people know that it can be that the result is not perfect and mostly it's like a little scar revisions, then you just find the deal with the patient to mm-hmm. do the revision and it's mm-hmm. also usually it's included in the in the price from the beginning that if there is a correction, so... If you're you have a healthy patient doctor relation, usually you can find a solution if the patient is unhappy. It's just sometimes so mostly those patients I think they are a little difficult or have some I don't know personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, or once I had one with a um, compulsive disorder that Ooh. also a nose. I think the, the result was actually well, but then afterwards in the hospital the things did not go as he thought. First he was in the in a room with a patient with fever during corona and then i don't know oh. the, the splint mm-hmm. was removed too early just some things and then he said he wants to have the surgery again just to experience the normal post-doc procedure and then i said yeah but i'm not going to do another surgery just because you want to experience wow. a normal wow. post-doc procedure and then yeah and he was also quite mm. writing a lot of emails and oh, yeah. <laughs> things like that yeah but how many patients do you see for the second and the third time It's very rare. If you do breast reconstruction, usually that those are stage procedures that you plan multiple surgeries for the reconstruction. First, you maybe you just do the volume, so you put an implant in the moment where they took where they do the mastectomy, and then if you have to do a nipple reconstruction, it's always a second procedure, or you do some refinements, or you do this the, the other breast, like do a lift or a reduction. Um, for the symmetry for the other breast, so in breast cancer surgery or for reconstruction, most of the times you have more than one surgery. But in aesthetic surgery, it's very rare that you have to do a second surgery. Or I'm too young because if you do like implants, breast implants, they they do come back. So most it, if you wait long enough, then probably you will have a head to have a second surgery but it's after 10 15 20 years so mm-hmm. i'm not old enough to see my patients after 15 years mm-hmm. yeah do mm-hmm. it for 15 years so this will come at the older. okay so you don't see a pattern that the patients who come to you then they come again uh, they other, want another yeah, surgery and then with for another other, yeah. for other surgeries for other maybe surgeries maybe uh, but it's also not so common especially the breast 
breast patients. I think that's why I like them. Usually it's just those patients, they have this problem, maybe after pregnancy or maybe mm-hmm. from beginning because they had an asymmetry or something, or they have a huge breast. And usually those patients are happy after that and they don't come right. for, for others surgeries. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit more that they have, they maybe come for Botox filler or something, mm-hmm. maybe if they once were in practice, Ooh, but it's also filler. very common anyway. So mm-hmm. many people do it anyway. So I don't know if they do it more after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that some patients are more common to then come again and again. I, d- I just wanted to ask that. Do you think it can also be addictive? Not now with the breast, as you explained mm-hmm. it very well. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense mm-hmm. that when you do it once, you don't come like every six months and do your breasts again. They, they see the immediate effect and they get satisfied, right? But mm-hmm. with other surgeries, can it get yeah, addictive? I don't know. I don't think it's an addiction. I think maybe it's just that for the first time to, to go into surgery, it's mm-hmm. like a, a huge thing because you're yeah. afraid. You yes. don't know what the is The threshold is yeah. high. Mm-hmm. Sc- the threshold is very high. Yeah. And maybe if you once had surgery and went, well, you know what to expect. You know, I'm going yeah. there and then the anesthesia, it will be n- nice. I won't have any nausea and I won't have too much pain. Then I think the threshold is maybe lower mm-hmm. to do something else. But I don't think it's an addiction that they have a, like a feeling like they're high after surgery or they feel so good that they want to experience this again. I think it's yeah. more the threshold that is maybe lower if you once experience that it's surgery is not so bad because yeah. usually these searches are the first surgery those people ever had because usually you don't have in a young age many well, you never have mm-hmm. big surgeries so yeah i would be very scared never mm-hmm. had surgery in my life yeah. Yeah, i looked <laughs> at it i looked at a couple of, of studies and yeah it, it's it goes to to some of the things that you said already that 87 percent of those who go through cosmetic sur- surgery they're happy afterwards like mm-hmm. it was v- surprisingly high mm-hmm. But they did actually among Norwegian women who had had plastic surgery. They said for those who'd had um, psychosocial problems before, mm-hmm. they were usually more depressed. There was a higher suicide mm-hmm. rate after. So do you do some kind of screening before when patients come to you for these psychological issues? Mm-hmm. Or that you, that you, um, you would never... Are there patients you really you would not operate on men i think what is very important with the patient too is that you the wish you you really know that the patient's wishes the surgery because there's sometimes also patients that say yeah my husband or boyfriend thinks my breasts are too small and things Mm -hmm. like that so then you you just have to like horrible yeah yeah attentive to to things like Mm -hmm. that so it's very important that that the patient wants to have the surgery herself Mm -hmm. Um, because most of those patients, or if they tell you they had some abuse in childhood and things mm. like that, are always a little bit so red flags. So those yeah. are a little bit red flags. There's patients that they can talk about and they're probably fine with it, but those are the things then you have to be a little bit more mm. attentive or maybe yeah. talk to the patient once more just to be sure that it's... Yeah, so what do you do then when those red flags pop up? Do you get any training during your... No. That, okay this is how you deal maybe with these you just patients have the experiences that you realize yeah. maybe that some patient maybe you've done a search and you think so maybe yeah this patient was not the, the best candidate so you just learn yeah <laughs> and of course you get more careful 
the older you are and if you're in private in the hospital you have to pick hospital but in private you also want you want to have happy patients so right yeah i'd be afraid of lawsuits yeah and also the reputation everything it's not even the lawsuits because usually it's a it's difficult for lawsuits if you do everything in the right manner, but still you want to, mm-hmm. and you also want for yourself. I want to have good results. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I want to have happy patients. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, of it's course. Not nice. To, yeah, Surgeons so. are very conscientious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, but also I think it's very satisfying to help someone with their self-esteem. Because when you don't feel comfortable with your body at all, to an extent that you actually go and see a surgeon, I think after surgery you actually have also then this appreciation towards you, right? Yeah, you, you also see what you've done and, and, yeah, and the patient is happy. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So it's, very, it's, it's something very superficial, also like plastic surgery, because it's all about how it looks. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. But it also makes the patient mm-hmm. feel better. I yeah. think it really can help with the self-esteem and mm-hmm. also sometimes it's it's just little things. Patient just doesn't feel comfortable to wear a bathing suit or to be yeah. naked and, and then you do a surgery and that, and if you feel better afterwards, I think then it's also, it, it really can help. Yeah, I did read that patient. most are happy, have mm-hmm. higher self-esteem yeah, after, that's... which is nice. So I want to pivot, pivot, because I have so many things I want to ask. So now there, there's been this hype about the Ozempic and the Vegovi, mm-hmm. these, these diet, anti-diabetic mm-hmm. diet drugs that mm-hmm. everyone's taking. Seriously, everyone. <laughs> have you noticed a reduction in fat reduction surgeries because of this? No, it's also if you're in a private practice, it's hard to say, but the, the numbers I have here, the numbers of the ICEP study, that's like an international, that's an international um, society of aesthetic plastic surgery. So it's worldwide. And the liposuction is actually now the most common surgery performed at all. So it, really? now it's more than breast ah, augmentations. It's liposuction, all, that was the name. Yeah, oh, liposuction sorry. is the most common uh, aesthetic surgery worldwide performed. Mm. And also I saw all those body Searches like abdominoplasty, but look, they, they're rising in, in numbers. So Really? Even, even with this? Yeah, but maybe it's because just the, own, the whole world, people get more <laughs> bigger. And, but I think the Ozempic does not really influence the art business because you cannot lose if you're overweight you don't see a plastic surgeon or the plastic surgeon is the, the wrong doctor you need to see i don't know another kind of doctor maybe an endocrinologist or first a digestive surgeon if you need a bioelectric mm. surgery so yeah. we see the patient lady you can never lose weight with a liposuction or anything because it's just liposuction is to do like corrections in contours or like if you lose weight and then in some region you just have those those regions where you have this disproportionate fat, then you can mm-hmm. correct it, but you cannot lose weight. Yeah, okay, so that's I need the plastic difference. Surgery. So this, I don't uh, think yeah. we feel that. Maybe if there's a lot of people that lose a lot of weight, then afterwards you do the all the corrections with, if they have loose skin. I don't think you feel that more of that okay. because it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, like, how do you balance work with with family? How do you manage that? With a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> you need mm-hmm. a lot of help. So, but I think everyone, if, if you work as a woman, you have to have um, help. Like the husband, he has to help. Or we have uh, the grandmothers and we have the school and daycare and everything. 
Um, yes, and for me now it's a lot easier with the children since I'm in a private practice, not in the hospital anymore mm-hmm. because the hours, if you work in the hospital, you're 12 hours gone and, mm-hmm. and you have those, you're on call on the weekends, nights, whatever. And this is a lot better because I can start a little later in the morning as I'm saying today or tomorrow I can start at nine or something. And then, so for me, actually at the moment, it's, it's quite good to arrange and the children are already a little older now in school and then they're gone for the day anyway so it's actually not so so much a problem anymore but i think you need a lot of help yeah (laughs) are they curious about your job when they hear their mother is a plastic surgeon yes they're curious like the the smallest one sometimes i take her with me if i have to go to the hospital to do post-op visits and she would always or to do a practice and she always wants to come with me and see the patients and i always tell her no you cannot see the patient the, patient. <laughs> the, the, the older ones are, are boys they never really not so much interested but some uh, sometimes if like I've, i do breast surgery i see that they're a little bit also watching but the, the smallest one the, the girl she's Three, she's always, she's very interesting in breasts. Uh-huh. She sees breasts everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She also yeah, asking while we're in the tram and then she sees like an ambulance and then she asks, what, what happened? And I say, maybe someone broke his leg. She's like, or someone has hurt his breast. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> would, you, would you recommend your daughter to study medicine? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> No, I think there's there's the, the the positive side. I think it's still think think it's very interesting. Medicine is a very interesting. There's a lot of I can also could I imagine to work to another discipline in in medicine. I think there's many uh, interesting things. It's just the system is is not also always so easy. And during residency, you have a long time where you have to work long hours before you can just work like I do now mm-hmm. for myself. So. But I think if if you're interested in, I think it's still still something you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking about your daughter, mm-hmm. like what would you tell her if she approaches you and would ask for a plastic surgery? I mean, not with three. Yeah. <laughs> she must yeah, be older. It, it depends on the age, on the situation. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the my patients i can really understand their background or what, what their problem is and why they decided to, to come to see me and so in my daughter if she would have a problem i probably yeah would think that it's okay of course i would see that i know who she, which doctor she's going exactly, to yes <laughs> yes of course yes yeah but it also depends a little bit what kind of surgery in what age and yeah okay what are the risks and Benefit. But here the the age limit is is sixteen. Mm-hmm. Is that an age? Would you would you let her do that at sixteen? So, I think with the age, you, it depends a little bit. Like we plastic surgery, we do reconstructive surgery and aesthetic surgery, and then there's like clear aesthetic surgery, like a breast augmentation in a nice breast that is just small. But there's also like those surgeries like with asymmetries, breast asymmetries or malformations. And also other malformations like ears or I don't know, whatever. And I think in those patients, I think you you should operate early, actually. Mm-hmm. We always have those discussions, but I'm, I think you should early, operate early if there is some kind of 
and on Malior, like breast asymmetries. When I was younger, I learned, yeah, you have to wait till they're 18. I would never wait till they're 18 because if you're 15 and your one breast is huge and the other one is small and you cannot wear a bathing suit, you cannot wear a dress. Okay, can, yeah. Then mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that like the damages, the psychological damages are yeah. bigger than the risk for a surgery. And I think those patients, you maybe you choose technique that is not very invasive, but you have to, to reach some kind of symmetry that the patient can have some life also with other things like the ears uh, like the prominent ears you mm-hmm. can also oh, yeah. go you can even operate else. if they're child it depends on the part body part so as the body part if it's grown out then you can operate with ears you can operate very early you say before they come to school breasts is maybe 15 16 afterwards like the asymmetries will not correct anymore just with the normal growing mm-hmm. it will stay or also huge, like gigantomasias, if they have huge breast, mm-hmm. I think you can also discuss about operating them before they're 18 years mm-hmm. old, because this is also a very um, severe psychological burden. Yeah. If, if everyone just looks at your breast mm-hmm. and you're young and insecure anyways. Yeah. But for like the aesthetic procedures, just like a breast augmentation, a classic breast... Because that's, you know, butt ball. Or the... It's the thing. Or the butt or something, then I would be... Wait at least till 18 or even maybe longer. Yeah, You yeah. have to be sure the patients really wants the surgery. Do you do more of those now, nowadays? The, we have the a, butt? The butt, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we see that there's a lot of interest. Um, now we have a new colleague that is coming in, in fall and he will do it. But we also already do consultations. Also a butt specialist. <laughs> no, for, for, just for body comforting, the whole body. I, because but, I read this crazy article uh, just now. Uh, and, and they called it Snapchat dysphoria. Have you ever heard about that? No. Snapchat dysphoria. And it's this change in, in plastic surgery with social media that they say because of uh, the way we take selfies, that the, it distorts the way we see our face. Mm-hmm. And that has increased body dissatisfaction. And so they're coming in. And he said they, it used to be that they come in with pictures of the celebrities and they mm-hmm. want to look like that. Mm-hmm. But now they come in with selfies and oh. show. Is that, does that tally with your experience? Yes, we, we see this. And I think it is a, actually a big problem that people don't know anymore how like natural people do look like. It's mm-hmm. sometimes we, I think you see this, or you also on the street you see so many patients with overfilled lips or yeah. things like that. And I think it's also a, like a consequence of those filters, where they, because if you put those filters, they always make those big lips and yeah. those the the cheekbones and yeah, maybe. The, the big lashes and things like that and yeah. then the people think that's how you're supposed to look like yeah um, yeah i think it, this is a problem that's why i like to do breasts too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, just, don't exactly. we don't take many selfies from our breasts <laughs> yeah no, yeah. no mm-hmm. this is that they want uh, lighter skin uh, bigger eyes and like mm-hmm. with the cheekbones so that you look mm-hmm. like because it makes your your face uh, narrower mm-hmm. the the selfie i thought that's so can I ask my question? Of now? course. This is <laughs> Do it. The real reason yes. we invited <laughs> Do her here. Do it. So I have this here, this wrinkle, and it's getting because my mom has the same, so I know how this is going to go for me. So. 
Hello, <laughs> Hannah's mom. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, good, good. Yeah. I'm already in trouble. You greeted from Zurich. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I want to look 32 again. <laughs> well, and I come to you, you know, Grietzi. What then? How does it look like the consultation? What would you advise me? Is Botox still the thing? Oh, okay. So many questions, but yeah. On. So first, of course, I would ask you what, what bothers you. Um, then what that kind of something else bothers you, other mm -hmm. wrinkles or something, and then maybe you can look angry. You and see the problem, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. See the problem, and mm -hmm. so for you, there's still as Botox is still a very good option. I I'm personally a big fan of Botox, or I even prefer Botox to hyaluronic acid. Just mm -hmm. And for you, if you only have very like fine wrinkles or the wrinkles are mostly in action, like, so we say it's a dynamic, in, in dynamic <laughs> fall, you only have dynamic wrinkles. So yeah. if you're relaxed, you don't really have wrinkles. I mean, no. it's just very small, but you don't really have deep wrinkles. So Botox is actually a very nice option. What's the difference? Botox, Botox and it, is a uh, neurotoxin. So it mm -hmm. the, uh, blocks the transmitters from getting it from the nerve to the muscle so it uh, paralyzes of the muscle muscle doesn't move anymore okay or, or move less mm -hmm. so you just don't have the movement and then you cannot look angry but uh, would and i look permanently surprised <laughs> I know. no because then you move your face ideally like for the this wrinkle you don't want to have so much movement for the forehead of course you want to have To have some movement left, it mm -hmm. almost depends very in the face. But I think for those small wrinkles or dynamic wrinkles of Botox, I think it's a very nice option because you don't have any volume distortion. It's just, it's not a permanent um, effect. So you, it only stays for three, four, sometimes six months. And then you have to repeat it. Oh, okay. That's a little bit, it can be negative, but also you can also go back all to natural. And yeah. there's nothing that stays. It does not do anything to your body. You don't have... The tissue does not alter in any way, so okay. I think that's very also, nice. but then so then it can get addictive. Would I get a discount a second or third time? Because <laughs> then you really have to yeah keep yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Or can I just say okay, I don't want to do but it again? But you can also there's some patients that come every four months. There's some patients that come every half a year because you have if you don't use the muscles, they also get a little weak. So mm -hmm. you have the effect also sometimes a little longer. It always depends. And then the hyaluronic acid is not. Also, it's actually very nice. You can do very nice things. But I think you have to be careful that it doesn't get too much there. I, th I think yeah. there you can get this addiction if it's an addiction. Because I mm -hmm. think you do get a little bit used to, to your face if mm -hmm. you look at it every day. And then you don't see if there's some rests. Or the, yeah. And then there I see more potential to get addicted or do more and... Yeah. lips get bigger or also your cheekbones and mm. you get those overfilled faces mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because mm -hmm. botox it just if it if you have the, the worst that can happen that you cannot move those muscles again and then you wait then it comes back that just looks scary hmm? you know, the overfilled face like you really oh, the but with, the, with they're the, like cat women's mm, right fillers you think yes a bit more risk of addiction but that's also i think a little bit the responsibility of the whoever plastic surgeon dermatologist mm -hmm. whoever applies the filler that he also knows when to stop when to mm -hmm. and not always just put more because the patient wants more or this yeah. is one of the problems with those like there, there's those chains those beauty clinic chains yeah and they're 
only they only want to make a lot of money so they import mm-hmm. some doctors from somewhere and they just do just, those treatments mm. all day long and it's just about numbers yeah mm-hmm. and of course they won't reflect they won't tell the patients oh i think maybe you should mm-hmm. stop because they're not they don't want to have that the patients come again or if they if in five years no one their business is ruined they, yeah. they don't care because they want to make money fast and for mm-hmm. us in a private practice we want to practice for 20 more years we want to have happy patients Sounds healthy. Maybe a little bit more careful, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does it hurt? You you feel it, yeah. It's a needle peak. So what we do if we have a cream with a lidocaine that you put before, Mm -hmm. and then everything gets a little numb. Okay. And most of the the fillers, most of the fillers have a little lidocaine in in the syringe. Mm. Botox are small amounts, but it's just a little little, little needle. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What we don't do for beauty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course, like our podcast is called What Should I Tell My Daughter? Mm-hmm. So as a summary, like what would you tell your daughter about being plastic? <laughs> what would you tell her about plastic surgery? I think it's just what is important or what I would recommend to my daughter, to patients, is really that you do it for yourself and not for anyone else or be honest to yourself to, to know the, the motive for your surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's that you don't want to please anyone because I think that will never, or then the risk is higher that you're not happy with the surgery or yeah. there, there's a new problem or, or later on you think, oh, why? maybe 10 years later you think, why did I do that? Because maybe 10 years later you have another boyfriend and you think, oh, why did I do that back then? Just because this guy was telling me this and that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the most important, I think, just to, to know that you're doing it for yourself. And it's not always so easy. I think that that is very good advice. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank Thank you you so so much for uh, your time and for the insights. It was all new to me. That's a a new world. Super interesting. I think it's extremely relevant as we see the numbers are increasing. And also our listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let us know. Give us um, your feedback. And uh, yeah, see you next time. (laughs) Bye.